0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another PC Boys podcast. This is Logan, and today we are going to be doing the Season 1 review of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So basically, in this episode, we're going to talk about the ending, uh, we're going to talk about the entire series as a whole, give a verdict on the entire season, and um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy. Um, Hopefully it's not a letdown, uh, but I cannot promise that uh that will be the case so um going into this season I was really excited because I was thinking we were going to get something on the levels of Captain America the Winter Soldier and for those of you guys that have been on the podcast for a while you know is easily my favorite MCU movie at large I loved it pretty much everything about that movie was what I could consider literally great. Like I I I could watch that movie day in day out. Wouldn't get bored of it whatsoever. Um but yeah, so looking at Falcon and the Winter Soldier, um in, in this season I was very disappointed to say the least. Um the show was not terrible. Like it's not dog shit. It's not something that I wouldn't watch again. But, for what I was uh, expecting it to be, it very much let me down, you know? Like, I was expecting this to be on the levels of um, Captain America the Winter Soldier, and unfortunately, it came quite quite low from that, um, it really disappointed, so I'm gonna explain why. So, a few things about this season that I didn't really like is the fact of how action was dealt with. Now, yes, compared to WandaVision, obviously the show had a a shit ton more action, which is to be expected, I mean, it's a literal spy thriller show, um, however, it is not, um, It was not what I wanted it to be. I was hoping it would be a lot more action-packed than it was. And the thing was, they were building up the ending to the series, like, pretty well. Like, I would say that the series overall was pretty well in terms of character arcs. um, In terms of... um, um, Character arcs, CGI, writing, everything like that seemed really good. The only disappointing part, the only part that I really could complain about... Was the action? The action in this series was so underwhelming to me, and mainly because the flag smashers, I didn't really care for this organization in the entire show. From their inception to literally the end of the show, I was like, why the fuck are these guys the main antagonists of the show? Like, I, I was really, you know, um questioning why why Marvel decided to go with the flag smashers instead of maybe Hydra, or something like that again, because in my personal opinion, I don't think the Flag Smashers are good villains, I think that they're very forgettable, Carly's character especially, I get that they were trying to do something a little bit new, but I didn't Really like it, you know? And their organization was basically, oh, we agree with the world post blip, and everybody came back, and now we're trying to be forced out of our homes and stuff by our governments, and we don't want governments anymore. We want to be a one world, one people, so kinda of, you know, one world order sort of thing. And I just didn't really care about it, you know. To me, I, I think that the show really was hurt by trying to make an organization that was very little known or cared about because in the comics. It was the Flag Smasher, so a singular person, a singular entity, and then, of course, you know, we go into this series, and it's literally an entire organization. But anyway, so yeah, I didn't care about the Flag Smashers, I feel like there was too little action, I don't think there was enough action, in my honest opinion, and that's a problem, because when it comes to um, watching a show, you've gotta have good antagonists, you don't have to make every antagonist that you have relatable, I do like when they are relatable, but these antagonists to me seemed very... I guess you could say hit or miss, like one moment they're like, oh, well, we're just trying to, you know, get our voices heard, but they're doing it in violent acts, which you could say like, you know, uh, the vulture, you know, he was trying to support his family, but ended up, you know, going into a really shady and dirty business. But at the end of the day, he was still a, you know, charismatic character and he stuck throughout the entire movie of Spider-Man Homecoming through the same mindset. Like I'll need to kill people if I need to. And he didn't change. In this show, the Flag Smashers went from just kind of being violent, you know, kind of being little dickheads to, well, governments, to ended up being like, oh, yeah, we're going to murder people, by the way. Like, like straight up, we're going to do it. They go from an organization that's not based on murder to being based on murder. It's like, whoa. I have never seen such a, a dramatic shift from a literal organization in a show like that like the drasticness of the change was like what the fuck happened so for me personally the flag smashers i did not like i didn't like the flag smashers and it's just mainly due to the fact that they were boring i didn't feel like they posed a big threat um so to me, it was just like, okay, you know, like in Captain America Civil War, you had literally um, you know, Iron Man versus Captain America, a civil war between the Avengers, terrorist attacks, all big mind game possible super soldiers being released. Like there was a lot of stakes on the line in that one movie. The Winter Soldier, Hydra, takes over S.H.I.E.L.D. and literally plans on killing millions of people before they become threats. That's a problem. That's a big problem. Um, Captain America, the First Avenger, you know, the Nazis are going to blow up a bunch of big cities. Um, Iron Man, well, Iron Man was more self-contained, but we give that one a pass because that was the first Marvel movie ever. So... Well, for the MCU, anyways. So yeah, I mean, the Flag Smashers to me were a big problem in this show. They, I think, were the like biggest painstaking part to watch because you were watching them. Their cause went from oh, well, we just commit violence to be heard and stuff, and then they go from that to oh yeah, well, we're gonna be killing people by the way, and we are killers and whatever. And it's like, what the f- like, what happened? Like, you know, I, to me, it there was no moment in the story that caused. Carly to go from being like, oh, we're just committing violence, trying to, you know, stop governments to, oh, we're just murderers now, it's like, what, where did the dramatic shift come from, because Carly's character, in my opinion, throughout this whole show, did not have a significant enough moment to snap like that, you know, um, so, Flag is a big part of what I didn't like about the show, let's talk about some other things that I didn't like about the show, um, let's see here, um, the whole Isaiah, uh, way that it was handled, so Isaiah's character is interesting, and like I said, I kinda had to, you know, do some research to figure out who he was, because when I first was talking about Isaiah's character, I didn't know that there was a run in Marvel Comics that consisted of a black Captain America, but there was, so that was something I learned, um, and obviously I want to talk to you about it, um, but the thing is with Isaiah's character is like he pops up throughout the story quite a few times, um, one to introduce the fact that there was a black Captain America, this was kind of to prove to Sam like he could be Captain America, um, and then there's obviously the point where he went back and asked him what happened and stuff, and he was like, if you're a black man, you know, you wouldn't have any, you know, honor if you respected yourself to you know support the country or to wear that you know if you respected yourself you wouldn't um and then at the end of the series he was like oh yeah I mean you know you know Malcolm X or whatever but I mean you know it's like it's like he kind of had respect for Sam a little bit but it's like that's also like a dramatic shift from how he was like he was pretty standing firm on fuck being Captain America that thing costed me my life that mantle that responsibility um, and in the show, there was a lot of like racism things being played with. And it was like, you know, when I look at Marvel, right. And I look at comics, I understand that in ways they're supposed to be reflecting our real world. Right. But when you take into consideration the times that we live in, where literally every day on the media, or on social um, networking sites or apps or whatever, um, you constantly hear politics, see racial division and everything. And for me, who's somebody that just wants to calm down, relax, kick back, watch a show or a movie or play a video game, the last thing I want is politics or social problems shoved down my throat. Um, And this is, like I said, a very personal thing for me because as somebody that... um, you know, does a lot of research all the time, and, and because I like to stay informed about stuff, and I, you know, like to, you know, listen to other people's opinions and stuff, because I'm like, I'm into politics and, and stuff like that, but I'm, uh, I, when I watch a movie or play a video game or something, I don't think it needs to be included, <laughs> like if our climate, politically and socially, were, was not the way that it is now, I think that this stuff in the show would not bother me nearly as much, but due to the fact that every fucking day, you know, there's something talking about race or there's something talking about anything. You're just like, what in the fuck? You're just like, what's going on, man? You're just like, why does this have to be happening to me? You know, why do I have to be enduring this every fucking day? I mean, guys, don't tell me I'm the only one out there that's like, man, you know, I get that there's like problems in the world, but do we really need it discussed in a fucking superhero show? You know what I'm saying? Like, Let's just, you know, if you got to like, for instance, if they did that thing at the end where Sam Wilson had the big conversation with the GRC, I can overlook something like that. But the one really cringe part of the season was uh, in episode two when they were, I believe it was Baltimore they were in, or they were, in, you know, they were visiting Isaiah and the cop stopped them and said, is this, you know, is this guy bothering you, referring to Sam because he was a black man? And I was like, really? Like, that's cringe. We don't need that in the show, right? That's something we don't need. Um,. Because I get in the show, they were talking about, you know, America would never let a black man be Captain America and stuff. And it's like, look, it's one thing if this was during a time in which our social and political climate was not literally every day talking about shit every day. I mean, too much to the point where it's like, why are we on this earth again? It would be different because it would be a good perspective to have if it wasn't beaten to death already. You know what I'm saying? Like the topic itself is literally beaten to death, so that was another thing I just didn't like about the show, the social politics stuff, like, I just don't like it in my video games, movies, and comics, because I'm just trying to relax, and enjoy a good story, or an action story, or whatever, because I'm not, I don't care about social real politics in my fucking movies, get it out, anyway, sorry, a little bit of a rant, but it's just like, you know, Marvel is making this more prevalent in their shit, and I'm just like, why? Just have normal shit, man. Just, just have normal shit, please. Just, yeah. Uh. Anyway, so flag smashers, um, the social politics stuff. Isaiah's arc had some good stuff to it, some bad. Um, like I said, I think Isaiah's character. Um, history is important, but the way that they portrayed it, it was just like, oh gosh, like they could have, they could have done Isaiah in a way, right? Where the government experimented on him and it wasn't a a, a huge deal that he was, you know, a black Captain America that they threw him in jail, you could have been like, oh, well, they, you know, they were doing experiments on me because they want, you know, he referred to the point where it's like, they wanted to figure out how the serum worked on me, but you didn't have to turn it into like a big racial thing. You could have just been like the government experimented on him because they wanted to figure out how the super soldier serum worked. And he went through all this terrible shit, but instead they add also on top of that, that the fact that he was never known for his sacrifices and that, you know they would never let a black man be Captain America, and for me, it's like, you know, in in the MCU, you can, you literally, you're doing a show with superheroes, tweak the history, you know, tweak real world, real life stuff a little bit, so maybe it's not as forefront as it is, um, and it could work, like I said, having Isaiah being, you know, experimented on, good plot point, but adding in the other social politics stuff with it, to me is like, why? You could literally have done, like, yeah, the government's corrupt, but you didn't have to do it on a racial thing. You could even have added Hydra in there. And it would make sense. Hell, if you want to make it, a, you know, what to do with racial problems, you could throw Hydra in there. And Hydra was a, you know, coming from the Nazi side. So I was like, okay, bango, that would have been your way in. That would have made sense uh, politically or, or socially inside of the MCU, but not really referring on to real world stuff. In my opinion, I, I just think that there are ways that you can go around real world politics in the MCU and make it work and not make it put to the forefront, um, but yeah, so, um, let's talk about some of the good things, uh, oh, no, we, we got a few more bad things I need to cover, so, at the end of this season, right, they were covering a lot, and I mean a lot of, um, you know, wrapping up storylines and stuff, so Zemo kind of gets one, you know, the super soldiers get blown up by some mystery guy, he kind of smiles, puts his book down and stuff, and, so there was that um Bucky um we end up finding or seeing him go to the Chinese man, his neighbor that whose son he killed. And this motherfucker, okay, this scene pissed me off because I was like, why didn't they go more in depth as to what happened, right? You know, like they could have literally okay? They could have literally had Bucky talking to this guy for 10 minutes, or five minutes, about killing his son, and seeing the emotional reaction, instead he just goes in, says that he kills his son, you see this guy look like he's about to cry, some smoke, and the bang, he's out the door, so quick, not enough time to really develop an emotional reaction as to what happened, because I was like, I know this, you know, the scene is coming, and I was waiting for it, and then they get to it, and kind of just blow over it, and I was like, what the fuck, I was like, literally, this could have been one of the most emotional, you know, scenes of the season, and you just blew over it, um, what else did we get? Sharon Carter gets reinstated, um, and she gets to open up her own division, like, in the government, I guess, is what it kind of sounds like, um, and she's calling some random person saying that she has government funds and, you know, secrets and shit, um, so it's really interesting to see what she's doing there, she's also revealed to be the power broker, which I was like, why? I was like, fuck, um, and then we get to see Val, Who does become Madam Hydra in the uh, comics? She also works alongside Nick Fury as a Shield agent for the longest time, and she, of course, introduces and name drops the U.S. agent. He gets a suit back; it's colored black. He gets a sidearm. So, really nice touch um, for U.S. agent to you know be able to come back um, into the fray and actually be name dropped. So, I'm really interested to see what they do with that, Um, and then. What other? I think there was another thing that they wrapped up as well, maybe I'm wrong, no, well, Carly died, so, I mean, you know, Sharon killed her, um, but, yeah, so, I mean, the the wrapping up was relatively too quick for me, and then, of course, you know, you have Sam, you know, um, with his family and stuff, having, like, a barbecue, um, but at the end of the day, I was, like, you know, the last episode was so, such a letdown, I mean, the fighting was really not that great, in my opinion, I, I was, like, Dude, I've seen Captain America, the Winter Soldier, and stuff. Like, why is this fighting seem so lame? You know, they kind of, uh, to me, it just—I don't know. I don't know what the fuck they were doing. It just seemed very boring to me. I was watching the entire last episode. My heart wasn't racing. I wasn't like, oh my gosh, something big can happen. I literally the entire time was just like, okay. <laughs> Like, I was just nonchalantly watching the last episode, and it didn't mean anything to me. If anything, the second-to-last episode had more of an impact on me for sure than the last episode did. The second-to-last episode had literally John Walker fighting Falcon and Winter Soldier. That was one of the best fight scenes of the entire show, hands down. I loved it. Episode 4 and 5 were easily the best episodes of the season hands down, and John Walker, I didn't expect this guy to have an arc, I expected him to take the super soldier serum, I expected him to go fucking nuts. though, but I didn't expect him to actually come out and help Bucky and help Sam fight the Flag Smashers, like, that was a shock to me, that he actually turned into a good guy by the end of it, and I was like, that's nice, I liked this character. I liked his character a lot because it was a good contrast of what Captain America should not be. And it's a darker version. So it's kind of like, you know, I'm really glad that, um, his character was like the dark Captain America, you know, doing what Captain shouldn't do. And that's what I liked about it. I liked his character because his character was very different. Um, from Captain America, and it was dark, and to have the history that he has, and now being a part, you know, being US agent now and stuff, it's like, it's really nice to see his character, you know, get an arc in this, and actually become kind of a good guy by the end, I enjoyed his company, I enjoyed his character, I enjoyed a lot, about, uh, about his character, um, my only complaint with him is the fact of um, his shield at the end. How the fuck did he make it so comic accurate looking? <laughs> How like, I mean, it is littlest nitpick, but dude, the guy copied the shield one for one minus making it out of vibranium. I mean, I remember sitting there with my dad and he's like, oh, it could be a vibranium shield. I'm like, dad, where the fuck is this guy? Okay. In his tool shed. Or work shed Building this fucking shield. You think this guy it has vibranium lying around. This guy that killed someone in public. And got dis- honorable discharge from the government. Stripped from the Captain America mantle. And you think this motherfucker has vibranium. Or access to it. No. He fucking doesn't. So um, other than the action scenes, though, and stuff, I think the season was great, a lot of great character arcs, I think the dialogue in the show was really good, I liked a lot of the dialogue scenes, like, normally, you know how there's downtime, right, and sometimes you just feel like they're doing dialogue just for the sake of it, this show, I'll say, all dialogue, I really liked, and Baron Zemo, Ah, oh, it hurts me. So I love this character. I love Daniel Broll coming back. I love him playing Zemo. He only dons his original mask a single time. In this entire season. You only see him in the Baron Zemo mask one time. Sorry, I'm drinking pre-workout right now. Get ready for the workout grind. But yeah. A singular time, this guy uses that mask, and I'm like, what the fuck, Marvel? Why did you bring him in to not let him use that mask more than once? Like, you you cock-teases, damn it, Kevin Feige. I was waiting for Baron Zemo to don his original mask and costume, and instead, we get to see it for, like, one episode for a little short amount of time. Unfortunately, I hope they really do something with Baron Zemo. I really do. This motherfucker, like, I feel bad for his character because in Civil War, he's just a mastermind. And in this show, he's like wearing his suit, more of a badass, but then he just gets put back in jail again. Like, the Wakandans were like, we need to take him to Wakanda. We need to make him suffer for what he did. And then at the, when they finally get him, they're like, oh, we're just going to bring him to the raft. I'm like, what, what happened to that whole, we need to bring him to Wakanda to make him stand for his crimes. It's like, dude, I'm surprised he didn't even mention T'Challa. I mean, I know Chadwick Boseman passed, but that would have been a good area to maybe show or talk about T'Challa. And maybe if he passed on or if the, or if the mantle got handed over, like... There's a lot of things they could have done there for, you know, to reference him, but they didn't. So I I don't know what they're going to do with Black Panther. the the thing I'm I'm really scared about right now when it comes to Marvel is I'm not really interested in the content I'm getting, right? WandaVision, I will say I was interested in because WandaVision is something so different, something we hadn't experienced before. But WandaVision at the end was a big letdown for me because, you know, we were thinking all these big things and it literally was a letdown for me. I was like, wow. But the ending to WandaVision was like, okay, so she's literally looking through the dark. Cold book and conjuring up dark magic that's pretty cool that's gonna lead into the multiverse shit but by the end of falcon a winter soldier the only thing you're left with is okay val mysterious working with some organization and then agent carter same thing is working with some unknown contact so you kind of get two you know you know centric things of like okay where this could go but here's the problem, Falcon and the Winter Soldier and WandaVision are so separate, it's like, you know, you feel like they they should have referenced something about WandaVision. But apparently Falcon and the Winter Soldier is before WandaVision, but after Far From Home, so, yeah. I don't know, um, I just hope, because we know that Shang-Chi's coming out this fall, I think, I think august we get shang chi spider-man we get in december i pray anyways i pray we get spider-man that'd be a good christmas gift to me spider-man <laughs> spider-man no way home oh man i'm so excited i gotta say the third spider-man movie i'm more excited about than the first one or the second one because he's on the run it's gonna include toby mcguire alfred molina and Andrew Garfield, I mean, dude, you're getting everybody back. Like, you can't top that. Spider-Man No Way Home is going to be the Avengers Endgame of Spider-Man films. Like, I shit you not. It's probably gonna be, I, I guarantee you, Spider-Man No Way Home, gonna be probably the biggest Marvel Studios movie. Like, solo film. It's going to be every other MCU solo film. I bet you that's how big Spider Man No Way Home is gonna be. Because once you show Andrew Garfield, you show Tobey Maguire, Kristen Dunst, Emma Stone, Alfred Molina. Hell, if they get William Dafoe back, you show that shit, everybody's coming. Everybody. You got Maguire fans, Garfield fans, and Holland fans. All are gonna be there on top of your normal Marvel fan base that just wants to keep up with the timeline. It's going to make a lot of fucking money. I'm telling you, I'm praying it comes out in December because I want to watch it. I want to watch it so bad. You guys have no fucking idea. But yeah, so back to Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, I'm very worried about Disney Plus and, and their shows because so far, all of the shows that I've watched have underwhelmed me. Like Fal- I mean, Falcon Winter Soldier was really good, and then the ending, you know, left a bad taste in my mouth. Same thing with WandaVision. I enjoyed most of the season, and then the last episode kind of left a bad taste in my mouth, and I'm like, okay. So, you're left with that, and then you're just like, what do we do? You know, where, where do we go from here? Because one thing with the MCU movies, like one movie would lead into the next movie, but with these shows, they have things that are going to lead to movies, but it's like, you know, they don't feel as good. I don't feel satisfied with the Marvel studio shows. I don't feel satisfied. Like I get to the final episode and I'm like, that's the final episode. Really? Like that is the epic climax you've been building to. Like, I have never been so disappointed with Marvel in my life. Like, ever since after Avengers, well, Spider-Man Far From Home, but really after Endgame, I have been disappointed with Marvel. Not counting Spider-Man. I've been disappointed with WandaVision. I've been disappointed with Falcon and Winter Soldier. I mean, don't get me wrong. Both shows are good. They got good writing. They got good CGI. Most of the show itself is good. It's just the ending that that final episode always seems to let me down so hard. And it's not because I expect like the X-Men to show up or the Fantastic Four like some people. It just bores me. It just, I just feel like I'm I'm not, you know, I'm not on the edge of my seat. I'm not sitting there wondering what's going on. Like I'm not, you know. I'm not feeling it, I'm not, I'm not getting into it, like at the final episode, you're supposed to be on the edge of your seat, you're supposed to be ready for some fucking dope ass action, and I instead was just laying back, kind of falling asleep, because I was like, what, why? I'm, I don't have any high hopes for Loki, hell, I'll even, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not looking forward to Loki, I haven't looked forward to Loki, but maybe Loki will actually make me happy, I hope. Because if Loki fails to impress me, Winter Soldier and Falcon, or Falcon Winter Soldier has failed to impress me, and WandaVision has failed to impress me, I'm going to assume all Disney Plus shows are going to turn out to be flops. Fucking Daredevil on Netflix. Less budget than Marvel Studios has for these shows. Daredevil's climactic fight has more emotional fucking uh, balance, more emotional, like, intensity adrenaline-pumping action, and got me excited, Punisher, same thing, Jessica Jones, same thing, when that final episode came, you knew shit was going down, and shit went down, Daredevil beats the fuck out of Wilson Fisk, beats the fuck out of Bullseye, beats the fuck out of, um, oh, what was his name, come on, Logan, it's your favorite show, you can't forget the character's name, oh, Nobu, beats, beats Up Nobu, Electra dies, big, staking, heartfelt moments are in these fucking Netflix shows, they have less of a budget than the Marvel shows, about same time limit though, and it's like, why is it that the Netflix shows are able to make me more satisfied by a long shot than any of these Marvel Disney Plus shows? Like, literally, I'm watching these Netflix shows, and I'm on the edge of my seat. I enjoy it. Like, I own Daredevil season one. I own uh, digitally. And season two, I own on Blu-ray. I need to get season three. But they're great. I love them. I rewatched them. They're good shows. Good acting. Good storytelling. Good act- Good action. Like, it's got good everything. Good character development. I love it. And then I watch these Disney Plus shows, which got bigger budgets. They got good writing, good actors, actors we know and love from the movies. But the action sequences are ass. They aren't good. And when you get to that final battle, you know, you're expecting some, you know, on the edge of your seat, stakes, like, oh shit, Falcon, you know, he's he's on the you know, he's on the ropes, like, oh fuck. And instead, you don't, you don't really get him, you know, beaten to a pulp on the verge of death. Literally, Carly had the gun pointed at Falcon, and I was like, okay, I don't care. Like, I didn't care if she pulled the trigger. Like, I wasn't scared for his life. I wasn't like, oh my gosh, like, I just was like, whatever. I was bored. That's a problem. In the finale of a season, which I enjoyed pretty much every. Th- I think the main problem is, though, the Flag Smashers. They didn't pose as a big threat throughout the show. So I just kind of got bored when they got to a point of actually getting to kill Falcon. I just didn't care about them. Therefore, when she pulled the gun up to kill Sam, I was just like okay, like I, I I had the feeling she was probably gonna get shot or beaten the fuck out of by somebody else, and I was correct. I didn't care about the fat flag smashers. that's the main problem. This show was so good, but because the villain sucked or the villain group sucked so much ass and the main antagonist sucked so much ass and were so uninteresting, it made the entire show feel pointless. I guess. that end fight scene, what stakes were were there? Oh no, some government people about to get blown up in a van. I'm so scared. Didn't really care, you know. Like, I mean, the Sue was cool. Sam's arc, like I said, all the story arcs were good. The writing was good. CGI was good, but the the action scenes were bad, and the and the villain organization was terrible. I couldn't get into it. I mean, that's the thing that disappoints me. It's like it's like I went into this like okay, this is supposed to be like. Captain America, The Winter Soldier, which is my favorite Marvel movie. A lot of expectations, a lot of hype. I was hyped for this show the most, and this show disappointed me in the end. Because if you have a terrible movie, but a great third act, your movie will be considered fair. If you have a great first two acts, but your third act sucks, your movie's going to be deemed less than quality. You see, that's the thing. Let's take Venom for uh, example. Venom is a fun movie, but nothing really picks up until the third act, the first two acts of the movie are pretty slow, the movie isn't great, and then you get to the ending with all the action and everything, and you're like, that's what I came here for, and you get, you know, you lead the theater pretty satisfied, good end fight scene, sure, basic plot, basic villain, nothing extraordinary, but you're just like, I had fun, the ending, that fight scene at the end of Venom made me happy. I liked it. Now, if that fight scene were to suck dog shit, I would have walked out of Venom and hated the absolute shit out of the movie. But because that third act was so good, i that's why I liked Venom. That's why I can at least say it's a fun popcorn movie, because that's what it is. It's a simple, basic plot, basic villain, but at the end of the day, the fighting was good. I was interested enough for that reason. So, let's talk about um, Falcon and Winter Soldier and making the end fight scene more cinematic, right, you know, Falcon, you know, he's putting up a good fight, he's beating up some of the Flag Smashers, he faces Carly, she beats the shit out of him, he's bleeding, you know, his suit's damaged a little bit, maybe one of his wings are ripped off, she's about to pull the trigger on him, and, you know, Sam, instead of having a moment of just talking to the girl, because through the entire series, that's what he was just trying to do, she's killed people, she's become a terrorist at this point, and, she's literally on the verge of killing him so you could have literally Sharon Carter or Bucky come in take a bullet I think it would be better for was Bucky come in or hell even Brian Walker have one of them take the bullet for Sam and then have Sam knock knock her out just flat out fucking jetpack forward and just punch the bitch or hit her with a shield knock her out get her arrested that would have been a good way to end that fight instead of just having him get wailed by her trying to talk to her the entire time have her go pull the trigger on him and then she just gets shot by somebody else off screen sam should have been the one beating the villain not sharon carter shooting her the fight was more like a failed therapy session where he was just talking to her the entire time. And she was just beating up his shield and shit. He's like, I don't want to fight you. I don't want to fight you. I know you're kicking the shit out of me. It's like, that's not fun. And then fucking Bucky and, um, U.S. agent, I was sitting there saying, oh, these guys should fight. You know, these guys should fight off the regular, you know, the rest of the Flag Smashers together. You know, even make Walker's arc even better. No, instead they call the cops. Cops arrest them. And I'm just like, Why? You know? That's the main thing. The fighting was so poor. The only fight scene that was good in that final fight was the beginning. When Sam was fighting against fucking Ju- I don't know, white judo guy. I'm just gonna call him white judo guy because I don't fucking care about his character. He was in uh Winter Soldier as well, and like at the beginning, it's like, dude, this motherfucker, white judo guy, best fight scene with Sam. The rest of the fight was terrible. Flag Smashers, terrible villains at the end of the day it's like there's a lot of good about the show like I said good CGI good writing you know um and good character arcs character development all that's great bad action scenes lack of action scenes and social politics are where I would say this movie I I can't really get behind it so in my opinion I would have to give this entire first season a 7 out of 10 I enjoyed it it's good it's good but it didn't blow me away. The 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 fight scenes were few and far between. When they were there, they weren't that good. Some, you know, the ending was rushed I think a little bit when it came to the resolutions. They kind of just rushed through all the resolutions, um which, you know, was a little bit disappointing. So yeah. I'm pretty disappointed with the overall product. I think Marvel can get better obviously. This is only their first two series so they're still testing the disney plus waters you know it's not their first one by the time they get through three or four series by that point they should have something figured out on how to do everything but it's definitely an adjustment period for them and i can understand that and i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna fault them for trying this new way of media because obviously you know when you're doing streaming shows, you're, it's not like a movie. But Marvel has been able to make good, you know, action scenes, character development, plot, everything. They've been able to literally do great jobs with that without needing six hours-ish worth of time. Sorry, I'm getting a drink of water. Um, But yeah, so... In my opinion, I think that they could have done more here with the characters, the plot, you know, because the thing is with these characters is that it's like you're given four to six hours to flesh out everything, to make some good action sequences and stuff. And the best you can come up with is what you gave us. It's like you make movies that are two and a half hours long or less, and you're able to make great action sequences Character development, arcs, everything, and it all goes well. I think that's the beauty about Marvel. The problem with Marvel is that due to the fact that these shows are so long and length, like you know each episode's like about an hour, right, and they have like six episodes, so it's like six hours. Marvel is used to doing two and a half hours to do everything that's why it works in synergy. Now they're at a point where they have to try to balance out the action sequences between the dialogue points, and I think that that's what they're struggling with, because they're used to, okay, we got about two and a half hours, we'll do it like we always do it, but now they have to rework everything. So I think it could be a little bit due to the transition nature, but I'm still going to give the show a 7 out of 10. It's not because I hate the show. It's not because I hate the actors or even the social politics of it. That's not taking the rating down a lot for me. Yeah, social politics shit gets annoying, but it isn't going to destroy, like, my thought of a movie. Uh, I can't remember what movie had a lot of social politics stuff in it, but I really enjoyed. Probably will come to my head in a future podcast, or will be lost for eternity, but I know there was a movie that was like that. (laughs) And here's the thing, though. It doesn't matter about the social politics and shit, it's mainly due to the fact that they just need to find a way to balance action, I think they need more action in these shows, right, each episode should be like a miniature Marvel movie, enough character arc development, enough dialogue, but more action, because if they can master having more action, along with having more dialogue and character, uh, moments, for their story arcs, if they can master doing all of that, they'll be fine. They, they literally have a free shot at literally obliterating the streaming market, but they need to put more action in these shows. Every episode should have at least an action scene. At least every episode. The reason I say that is because when you have an entire episode of dialogue, even if it's good, it gets stale and boring. For me, anyways, I have a short attention span. If you have action on screen, it's fun. Look at the Avenger movies, or even any superhero movie. You have action in the beginning, middle, and end. And in between those action sequences, you've got a lot of character development. You have a lot of dialogue. But it's good. It's all good, and it's balanced with the action. If you have a whole episode of just straight up narrative, even if it's well-written and done right and good, just like it was in Falcon Winter Soldier, for me, it gets boring because there's nothing for me to be on the edge of my seat about, get excited about, and just watch an action sequence. Action sequences are important in action shows or superhero shows. You have to add it. Look at Daredevil. Daredevil, in about every episode, had action. In almost every episode, I'm pretty sure, they've had action. Rather it included Daredevil or not, there was some action. A gunfight, a fistfight, a mob. Excuse me, I gotta grab a drink real quick. They had action in every episode. For something, at some point. That's what I'm saying. They need more action in these shows. If they can do that, the shows are going to prosper, but if they can't get their action figured out, that's going to hurt the shows, because you're going to be sitting there wanting action, and you're going to be instead stuck with a whole episode of dialogue, and the thing is, it's not like a Netflix show, right, where you can just sit, unless you wait for it all to come out there, you can just sit, binge watch episode after episode, you can't do that. You can only sit and binge watch when it all comes out. So if you're somebody watching this week by week, and you end up coming on that episode that's all dialogue and boring as fuck, you're not going to be entertained. And that's what I'm trying to say. From somebody like me that has a short attention span, and I come into a show like this expecting a lot of action, you need to have action every episode. Most of the episode can be dialogue, character moments, but you need to have action. That's the problem. The show didn't have a lot of action. And that's kind of why I'm a little bit bored of the show. It's it's just why. But ladies and gentlemen, that is a long, in-depth review of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I hope you guys enjoyed. This is almost an hour-long podcast, which is kind of insane because I haven't done something like this in a long time. But I, I was thinking, we need to do a long podcast because we have yet to do long podcast but i hope you guys enjoyed this content be sure to you know subscribe to whatever platform you're listening to this on if you want more content like this i'm trying to currently find an episode that kind of breaks the video game movie comic book stereotype that we do so i can test something new because i want i'm thinking about making a patreon so i either want to talk politics maybe we could talk uh personal stories or whatever because i mean you know those would probably be interesting for you guys more in politics um but there is a crowd out there that is you know politic enthused but i'm I'm trying to think about what i want to do i don't want to bore you guys you know so i'm trying i'm gonna i'm gonna come up with something and then i'll do it and i'll probably drop at some random point whenever i think of it in my head and i just pull up the phone and just like let's go um but yeah i hope you guys enjoyed um stay tuned for the next podcast. Uh we got to talk about Warzone for Black Ops Cold War and I'll catch you on the next one.